We're gonna do musical podcast from now on. No, we're not. I mean, we kind of already do. I mean, <laughs> this isn't anything compared to In uh, the Heights. Well, that's true. But in like, the Heights. In the Heights. Have you in- have you seen that yet? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm Rachel Morgan. Um, this is a podcast. Who the heck are you? I'm Corey Kraft. We sing and we talk about movies. Well, one of us sings and we talk about <laughs> movies. For over one million years, Rachel and Corey have talked. And now they share with you one of the greatest accomplishments of all time. Their list of the top 200 films. Well, it's time now for the latest installment in our top 200 movies of all time. We are into our top 100 now. Today's installment will take us from number 96 through number 89. We up in that 100. We are all up in it. Rachel, I'm going to kick us off today. Please. Uh, and we're going to start with my number 96, a wonderful comedy from 2010, one of the most foul-mouthed things you will ever see, and one of the bleakest movies about international politics ever made, Armando Iannucci's In the Loop. Nice. With Peter Capaldi, James Gandolfini, sort of a precursor to his TV show Veep, uh, which I think a lot more folks have seen. This is in the same spirit as Veep, um, but a tremendously funny movie. Cool. Well, I am bringing to the table... A really cool film that I love a lot that uh, was a Sidewalk alum, and it is directed by uh, Elaine Heshman. Okay. And it is called, it's from 2017, it's called Axolotl Overkill. Yeah, yeah, you're a big fan of this one. Huge fan of this one. Huge fan of this one. All right, number 95 for me. We're going French New Wave, sort of. French New Wave adjacent. It's a Francois Truffaut movie, but this is after the New Wave had sort of crested. And after, actually, this was what caused his falling out with Jean-Luc Godard. Um, uh, It's his movie Day for Night, his wonderful little sentimental look at how wild it is to make movies. Right, very Um, meta. It's so good, though. Yeah, very, very meta. Well, my 95 is uh, Gus Van Zandt's My Own Private Idaho. All right. A film that a lot of people will find if they watch right now to feel very dated and maybe a little mm, interesting of a choice to put on a list. But I am here to tell you that that film in many ways was very life-changing for me and was intensely innovative when it came out. And uh, I one of River Phoenix's sort of last moments, and yeah. it's him and Keanu Reeves. And um, just a really interesting film. Yeah, cool. Uh, 94 for me, a movie I don't think you like very much. We talked at one point about five minute fighting it, but I haven't rewatched it in a little while. Yeah. Uh, it's Jonathan Demme's Married to the Mob. Oh, did we? I actually like, I kind of like Married to the Mob. You should. It's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I take issue with that film. It's, it is what it is. I mean, it's a, you know. You got Michelle Pfeiffer in yeah. there being fun. I don't, I don't have a lot of complaints. There's a, there's some great there's some great stuff in there. It is it is it's at times I watched it not that long ago. At times it feels a little like this this movie's weirder than you might think. It's so weird. It's 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 got that Jonathan Demi weirdness. Yeah. Um, which we'll hear about more in a little bit. Gotcha. Um, especially with Matthew Modine, who's playing almost like 
Agent Dale Cooper, but even weirder in yeah. this movie. It's yeah. it, like it's so it's so strange. Dean Stockwell in this movie's great. Oh, it's just so fun. Yeah. And Michelle Pfeiffer's really alluring in this thing. Yeah, totally. Anyway, I'm gonna come in with a very different tone film. Uh-huh. One of my favorite Thanksgiving films. Uh, it is from Trey Edward Schultz from 2015. The one, the only Krisha. <laughs> um, to date, the only movie I've ever ordered an autographed Blu-ray copy of from the A24 store. Nice. Um, yeah, I love this movie. Um, this was, I think, I mean, it's a Sidewalk alum. It won the Sidewalk Jury yes. Award. Um, this was the only movie I sat down to watch that year at Sidewalk. Wow. Um, and it was mind-blowing. It's a great, great, yeah. great movie. Um, so Efficient. Um, efficient as hell, too. It's, it's a, what, a tight 80 minutes of yeah, just increasing just dread? Yeah, and just that this thing just chops. Oh, it's so, so good. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, number 93 for me is another sort of parody film from the great Mel Brooks, his 1974 masterpiece, Young Frankenstein. Cool. Uh, Gene Wilder, Cloris Leachman, the wonderful, late, great Cloris Leachman. Peter Boyle is the monster. We're putting on the Ritz, et cetera, et cetera. This is not my thing. But if it is your thing, it is really your thing. It's so I really get it, I get it, I get it. Um, I'm, very strange choice for me from 2014, not because of the film itself, but because I this film, uh, you probably haven't seen it. Uh-huh. Uh, just to be just to be honest, it is Sidewalk alum. If you didn't catch it with us at Sidewalk, and if you or at South by that year, you probably haven't seen it. If you did catch it with us, you probably had one of one of the greatest movie going experiences of your life, honestly. And this is uh, from 2014. It was our opening night film. Uh, my my good friend Keva Rosenfeld's film, All American High Revisited. I saw it there. Did you have a good time? I did. It was a blast. The blast. audience was so into it. So into it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was a great night. Yeah. Number 92. We're just coasting on good vibes on my this segment of the list for me. Yep. These are all like fun, yep. lighthearted movies, um, you know, even in the loop, which has a lot of cursing, but it's still fun. Anyway, 92 for me um, stars Robert De Niro. And uh, the recently departed wonderful uh, comic actor Charles Grodin. Yep. I'm talking, of course, about Midnight Run. Yes. Probably one of the best buddy comedies ever made. And one, certainly my favorite. Right, right, right. Love good. it so much. Uh, well, speaking of riding a wave of good vibes, I don't know what it is about 92 that's putting us in this sort of a pleasant place. Even though this one's got, I would argue this one's got a little bit of a dark vibe to it at certain points because Tim Burton's going to do that. And this is back when Tim Burton was still relevant and decent. And it is Pee Wee's Big Adventure. No argument for me. I yeah, like that movie a lot. It. Can't imagine anybody arguing that one. Um, except, actually, I don't think Chloe likes it. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. But, Come on, you Chloe. Know, take another whatever, look. Whatever. Whatever. Can't, can't win them all. That's true. 91 for me, um, Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight. With, oh, cool. Uh, George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez. You also have a stacked supporting cast in this. Don Cheadle, Albert Brooks, Elmore Leonard crime novel adaptation. Just, again, cool vibes all the way down. And how good is the chemistry between those two people? Amazing. It's amazing. Well, very, very strong tonal shift here um, for me, and that is a, a documentary called Paradise Lost, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bit of a tonal shift. Oh, wow. Um, so, it, okay. So let me ask you something. Yeah. Um, 
is this representative of the trilogy or are you just isolating that first film? I, I thought about that pretty deeply. And I think I think if you're being really representative of the entire trilogy, you might go to the very last in the series. Fair because it, it really but I have placed it on the list because I think that this is a great bookend piece with that. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting journey to take to watch this one and then watch the others and then and then land where you land on the last one, but because there are uh, as you're as you're suggesting there are other films in this series, right? These are very long lengthy documentaries that look at the um I don't how how do you want to how should I frame the, it? Uh, the West Memphis 3, they they were accused of murder and imprisoned and this kind of reexamines their case. Yes, and and what I was getting at is it's it's it is a very unfair approach at miscarriage at, of justice at putting these young men behind bars, um, and you know being from Alabama and and West Memphis not being terribly far and, and clearly very close to Memphis, which I spent a lot of time I've spent a lot of time um, this and, and you know ha- having. Ha- not been that distant. I mean, there's a there's a connection between the timing of when these kids sure. were in high school and when I was in high school. Anyway, it, it's a it's a intriguing series and a and a terrifying series in a lot of ways and very eerie. And I mean, the murders themselves are just horrific, but also there are some real villains, especially in this first one. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a good question. I, I place it here um, because it is the first in the series, and I think it it it, it stands on its own as a timepiece. Um, yeah, these these movies were filmed over a long period of time. Like the Joe Berlinger, who is the I think the co-director of all of these movies, kept revisiting this case yeah. over the years. Yeah, um, they're all worth seeing though for sure. And in some ways, I would argue you could just watch the last one, but I don't. I this this is an interesting work of cinema. You will see scenes from this come up in the last one yeah. a lot, but there is something to be said too for watching. If you're not going to watch the entire series, for watching this one and then the last one. Totally. Anyway, totally. There you go. Long answer to. Short question. Well, we're going to switch those vibes right back to nothing but positive with my number 90, a movie that we have talked about a bunch on this podcast recently, so we don't need to belabor the point. All right. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, starring Gene Wilder. Great film. Yep. Um, Here I come with a film that, once again, I doubt a lot ton of people have seen, but I highly recommend it. It has stuck with me over the years. It is one of my favorite Sunday morning specials I've ever programmed. It is uh, directed by Brittany West. Hi, Brittany. Hope you're listening. From 2015, an amazing film called Tired Moonlight. Yeah, I remember you were really hot on this one, too, and I didn't see it. I love it. It's just a – there are a few scenes that – just have visually stuck with me, including one of a, of a, a gentleman who's in the film, who's sort of like an old, older gentleman, and he's driving. It's summer. This this is this. The other thing I love about this film is that you could just feel summer coming off this thing, and he's driving and he's holding a, a soft serve ice cream cone out the window so it doesn't drip all over him. Yeah, and it's just like those moments that are just and it's just you know the wind is blow. It's just gorgeous and amazing and also kind of funny but sweet. I love this film a lot. Um, and again, d- not enough eyes on this thing. This thing deserves to be seen by a lot more people than it has been. Um, that is no fault to the film itself, but um, great, great film. Wonderful. Well, I'll close my uh, list out for this installment with my number 89. We're back to Jonathan Demi territory. Wow. Um, of course, I, I can't not mention this this wonderful movie, uh, Something Wild. Um, oh, cool. Which, again, has come up a lot on the podcast, um, the the sort of manic pixie yeah. dream girl uh, sort of yuppie stress movie with Jeff Daniels having his life transformed by uh, 
uh, really attractive Melanie Griffith. Right. Um, and then Ray Liotta shows up and whatever movie you thought you were watching turns into a different type of movie altogether. Uh, boy, do I love this movie. Uh, and on top of that, you have the, the wonderful music. The oh, great uh, soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack, you've got David Byrne, I think, doing a score. You've got all the feelings show up. Fine Young Cannibals doing, you know, before they were, yeah. you know, pop music. So everything about the Sister Carol showing up at the end. Oh, man. I mean, everything about this movie is just it's just great. I'm not going to argue that. Well, I'm landing mine with a, a film which is about as much fun as you can have at the movies, and that is Joe Dante's Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Hell, yes. Hell, yes. Rewatched both these movies recently. They hold up, especially Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 is, a, is the best chaos you can possibly imagine on screen. I mean, it's just it's just a live-action Looney Tunes cartoon. And, I love it so oh, damn so much. It's so a good. lot of fun at the movies. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think that's a really fun place to land where we are on this list. And um, yeah, here we go, continuing on with our top 200. So stay tuned for next time. Email us at podcast at sidewalkfilm.com with your own top movies or complaints, suggestions, uh, thoughts on what we have chosen. Do you prefer Gremlins to Gremlins 2? Do you hate Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for some reason? Let us know. Send us an email. We want to talk to you. We want to know what's wrong with you if you hate those films. Yeah, for real. Thanks for listening to Side Talks. We are your own personal cinematic. Alex P. Keaton. And Mallory Keaton. I I know what that's a reference to, but what I... What is it a reference it's a, to? It's a reference to that show, Family Ties. You got it. But and I've, Brad, I've never I hate seen to do Family this Ties. to you, but can you put a little Family Ties music in here? Because it's pretty darn good. I'll take your word for it. I, I know of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, well, guess who you are. I guess I'm Alex P. Keaton. Oh, Isn't he the, the nerdy Reaganite like, yes, with, who wears 100%. the tie all the time? Just Fine. erase the Reaganite, but yeah. 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 Please, please, please do not call me <laughs> a Reaganite. I, 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 everything else is pretty accurate. Well, you know, thanks to Batwell Studios. Check us out on the socials at Sidewalk Film, SidewalkFest.com. You can email us at pod, podcast at SidewalkFest.com. Yep. And um, yeah, we, we thank you a lot. We thank Splash 96 for our music. And what am I forgetting, Corey? That sounds that sounds like uh, everything. Knocked it all out. Yeah. Thanks, cool. everybody. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.